guys want to get started with? NBA or football? Yeah, let's do NBA. Let's do the NBA. Yeah. Who wants to start? So you, you, you I'll start? Yeah, you start, yeah. Okay. So the Warriors, they just finished game, was it game four? Mm-hmm. So they're up three to one to the Cavs. I think the last podcast we did, or did were they playing Portland? It was before Portland. Before Portland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they went through the Portland series and the Thunder series. Do you want to talk about the Thunder series? I think that's like a huge subject to go oh, over. Real I think quick. I think since you went to like Portland game, which was I think the best game of that series. Yeah. You got. Yeah. Okay, I think yeah. you should talk about yeah. what that was like. For, yeah. yeah. Well, I got the highest level right, but you could still feel the energy. And you can still see everything pretty clear. It was super intense. I think that's the one that they went to overtime. Right. Uh, super intense. Really, really stressful for me. Because I thought, I honestly thought Portland was going to take it. You know? Because <laughs> I think uh, CJ, CJ McCollum was going off that game. Um, right, right. And uh, Curry, Curry decided to show up late like and dominated overtime, which was amazing. Other than that, um, when I was a visitor there, everyone was pretty friendly. It was around, I think there for every five Trailblazers fans, there was one Warriors fan, which I thought I thought that was like a pretty good ratio. Not bad. Yeah, and I thought that the energy, honestly, it was better than Oracle's energy with like wow. all the new techies coming in. You know, well, I actually haven't been to an Oracle playoff game. But I honestly, I like just watching it from the TV screen. Sometimes you could tell that they're not they're not as loud as they used to be. It's not like the We Believe year. That was loud. Yeah, I mean, you just noticed this year. Um, it's a different different demographic of Warrior fans. It's it's definitely not the fans that have been with the team since what the 20 losing seasons in a row where it was still sold out. Um, it's, it's definitely a different field now. Um, but regardless, it's been, uh, you know, going off Portland and the Thunder series where three to down three to one and game six was like, that's going to be a, that's going to be a game that's going to be played on like ESPN classic. I think like that, that was the Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Man, Clay he Thompson destroyed. Yeah. That that's one of the few cases where I think Hero Ball actually worked. Because <laughs> no one no one else on the Warriors is showing up. No, right? no. So I think uh, I actually thought that was career defining for Clay Thompson. Actually, I think uh, it's a away game, right? It is an away. Oh game. yeah, yeah. And superstars show up to dominate away games. You know. That, yeah, that OKC had all the advantages. They had all the advantages coming in, and then the last five minutes or whatever, they, they just choked. I mean, Durant and Westbrook, they had it. There's, 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 no, there's no excuse in what happened on their side. And, you know, I got to be honest, Durant was my favorite player. Like, he's, I, I love watching Durant. But after that series, it, it's really hard to, to respect him just because... It's not like that was his first time being in the playoffs or the second time. This was like his fourth or fifth time. And he's been to a championship before. And they, there's no excuse for that. I mean, this is, this is where stars are born, and they just couldn't get over that hump. Yeah, I mean, do you remember during that game when, uh, look, they needed, what, three or four more baskets, and the game was probably over. And they just went on an offer for like a good minute. And then there was that... It all pretty much started when um, when KD shot that three from like what right. it was like thirty two feet and and he had just got they had just gone the ball across the half court and then they were gonna set up but he just launched it for no reason and then the Dubs got the ball back and then you know they they just started coming back and it was just uh, you could see it from right there and I, I think Westbrook too just he was just very like he, he just looked very disoriented out there the last few minutes just like turning the ball over taking these ridiculous shots. I mean, once you saw that happening, you knew that the Dubs were going to come back. They just looked flustered. Yeah, I mean, Westbrook was clearly gassed, and the most of the team looked pretty tired, too. Just with that, they had that really small lineup. I mean, not the small lineup, but a, a short bench, so they didn't really use anybody. I honestly thought that Thunder had a deeper all-around team, 
uh, at least size wise, they had the size to actually right. close the game out. Mm-hmm. That's that's the part that I was um, really kind of surprised about. That like you you could do you could post up. You don't have to do all this like iso ball. You know you can move the ball, post up, like get some easy like inside points. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Steven Adams. He he actually played. I thought he played really really well. You know I I could see him having a really good future. They have Ennis Cantor. Didn't he? Didn't he earn himself a max or something? He did. Yeah, he. I. He wasn't too good that series, though. Yeah, but I think overall during that season, because I, I remember I followed the Thunder a lot, and when they signed Cantor to that deal, it's like they definitely overpaid him. But it seemed like he, for the most part, he actually had a, a pretty good season. Um, yeah. And I think he, you know, before the Warriors, he was very serviceable in both uh, Memphis and the San Antonio uh, series. Oh, yeah, he played good in those series. But I think then moving on to Game 7, where Durant, I felt, was was very timid. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, if you're the superstar of that team, you need to take over. You don't start giving it to Dion Waiters and whoever, whoever just I, chucking threes. Like. I actually thought Dion Waiters did okay, you know. he I, th- I thought he was okay. But he was good he, in he that was, small ball lineup. He was okay, but I, I'm, I'm saying Game 7... It, Dion Waiters should not be taking majority of the shots. Or it just felt like it. Like Durant, he didn't he didn't take over until like when it was too late. Yeah. So just you know when you saw Durant doing that, it's like we we I mean they were not gonna come back from that game six win, but I think you could just tell in the early going of that of that game, Durant wasn't gonna be a factor. If you take Durant out, they got no one. I mean Westbrook can't do it by himself. I, I think I think you're correct, um, Durant. It just seems like in the Thunder, his time his time's done. He's he's no longer the alpha dog there. Westbrook's the alpha dog, um, and it shouldn't be like that. That's why they lost. Durant should be the one who's leading the team, who's uh, the vocal leader. But he's not the vocal leader. You know, he needs to find a place where he could clearly assert himself as the number one guy. Where it's like there's like a. You know, as much as they on the Thunder like to say that they don't have a chemistry issue, there is actually a chemistry issue because you don't know who to respond to, you, you know. That makes, like, yeah. Both guys could hmm. be on the same page, but crunch time, one guy should clearly take the lead. And we, don't, we didn't know if it was going to be Durant or Westbrook. Everyone wanted it to be Durant, but you could see Westbrook wasting some possessions too. And sometimes it costs them, right? And I think Ed, you, I think we we talked about this. Like you had you you had something about why Westbrook was the number one guy or something. Oh yeah, like, I mean you know earlier in the well, think about it. It's um, KD's been out for the past what two years, right? He had an ankle injury, and then I think he messed up his other ankle for another year. So you know he hasn't really been around a lot, and Westbrook's just been getting better and better, you know. And um, even earlier in the season, he took a back seat, and he was all like. He said uh, that Westbrook was the guy now, and that he that he was like you know he was now the Pippen instead of the Jordan of the team, and you know that it, I guess it kind of uh, clashed during the uh, the Western Conference Finals because you know they didn't know what to do towards the end of those closeout games, and man, you know they just choked. It's that's that simple. I don't I don't think the team should be run under Westbrook. I think actually I watched this video uh, where this guy kind of he he looked at the video he looked at the tape. He examined Westbrook's defense, and someone like Westbrook, who's so athletic, who's so explosive, sometimes he has to take plays off on defense to kind of conserve his energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually thought the Thunder series, KD actually played defense really well. He uh, did. You yeah. tell it, he bothered Draymond a lot with his lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, I think that you know early on they should have they should have just like went to KD as a leader, you know, Westbrook's a playmaker, but he's not, he's not KD. He's not Kevin Durant. This is the guy that they kind of designed the team around initially. And now it's kind of just turned into something else, which is why I think his time there is done. He needs new scenery. Who, KD? KD. You think so? I I think he needs new scenery. I don't think he'll ever win a championship in Oklahoma. Well, I mean, he's going to get a a one-year rental next year, and then... um... And then if, if he stays with the Thunder for one on a one-year contract and he comes back uh, for the next year, he's going to get over $200 million. And he can only get that with OKC. 
So that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think he needs he needs I kind of agree with Brian that he need he does need a change change of senior. I, and I don't think it's the Warriors though. I think I think Boston seems like the best fit for him because mm-hmm. they don't have a superstar. They, they have, don't. They have they have they have solid components, but they they they're missing that that guy. And uh, I think Durant would be perfect. They need a small forward. They he would be the guy. He would be the face of the franchise over there. With the Warriors, you know, I think it, I'd I'd love to have Durant, but I just see what would happen. Um, we we would have no bench then. And that's that's why we're winning these uh, playoff series because of our bench. You mm-hmm. know, like Game One for the, of the finals. I mean, that was a, the perfect example that if we had Durant, I don't think we would have won that game because you know we would have no bench. Right. We'd, we'd be like the Miami Heat when they had their big three. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I um, I think Boston is a good team for them. I mean, for KD because uh, you know with Brad Stevens, they uh, they like to do a lot of uh, off ball movement. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty much what, you, like you said, you know, they need a superstar. And, yeah, I don't think he'd be a good fit for the Dubs either. But I think, personally, for me, I think uh, the Spurs is the best fit for him. You know, like, think about it. It's uh, Aldridge at the 5, Leonard at the 4, or Leonard at the 3, and KD at the 4, or something like that, and for their small ball lineup. I mean, how are you going to stop that? These guys, they can they can all run the floor, they can all shoot, and they all play defense. You know, that that's going to be better than the Dubs' uh, small lineup. And... You know, in order to compete with that, that's that's what you got to do. It looks like. I don't know. For me, Lamarcus Aldridge, he wasn't that special to me this playoffs. I actually think um, he's the reason why they lost against the Thunder. Hmm. Um, huh? Well, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He was dominant the first game, but he wasn't. He didn't show up like later on when they needed him the most. Uh, you could tell maybe like. A little bit of physicality got to him mm-hmm. you know, from the Thunder. They're super physical. They're big, man. Yeah. I actually think, well, I think if the Thunder got rid of Westbrook, that would be KD's team and he could succeed. Yeah. Uh, think about it like this. They have Ibaka, who's, I, I think he's extre- extremely versatile. You know, they have they have two other big guys. They can play four big guys at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, if Cantor learns how to, like, play defense on another level. Yeah. He could be he could be borderline unstoppable as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of team would stand up to that length? It's just like uh, who who would be your kind of like point guard? Who would be your ball distributor? That would have to kind of be determined. Maybe it could be KD. You know, he certainly has the IQ for it. Very true. I I think in today's day of age, with you know all these superstars teaming up, it 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 would be really difficult for. KD to do it by himself. I mean, with with the team, he would have to have another superstar point guard or some or or you know another superstar within that team. Um, and I agree. I don't know if Westbrook is the right guy, but they need another superstar to replace him. They they can't be they can't be like someone that's like above average because then I think they they would be worse. Durant, especially after Game Seven, where I think you know he had the chance to take over and he just did it. You know, and that's. You know, maybe he isn't that number one we thought he would be. Um, especially, you know, he's getting to his prime. Um, but, yeah, that's I, there's a lot of question marks coming into him in this free agency. Like, is he really the guy to build a team around? Or is he just, like Ed said, a, Scott, a, a better Scottie Pippen? I think, I think he could be the number one guy. I think the issue with them is Westbrook asserted himself into that number one role. Uh, for the... And they've never won a championship since he's done so. He's not. He's not a championship like carry carry on your back to the championship kind of guy. Uh, what has to happen is KD has to assert himself in the number one role, and Westbrook has to take a step back. That's the only way that they could succeed. But I don't. I don't see them doing it anytime soon. You know. Right, and I and I think that's that's when egos get in the wind. I think that's why the wars are successful because you don't hear this kind of stuff. You don't hear that. You know who's going to get the ball. They they know like whoever has the hot hands is going to get the ball, and they're fine yeah. with it. They're fine with having a um, a diminishing role if if it means that they're going to win. I mean, it's hard to find teams like that. I mean, it's kind of like the you know when the Giants won their three World Series, every single player there was no prima donnas. There wasn't a Bonds in the clubhouse. I mean, they all just worked as a team. And it was just amazing chemistry. I think that's the key. And when you have egos like Westbrook's, that's going to be the downfall 
of the team. I mean, that's why LeBron can't do it on his own. I mean, I know we're saying this prematurely, but assuming he loses the you know this year's finals, I mean, you gotta. He needs to like kind of look at himself like, hey, like it. it this is on me. You know? He's going back to Miami, guys. Yeah, that's I, what I, I think he is. No, if he doesn't, then it just shows like he's he's just full of crap. Like, well, whole... he's not. He's never gonna win in Cleveland. I don't they, think they, so. They're in. They're in cap hell. Yeah, they're really bad shape yeah. right now. Um, and it's honestly, it's the worst part is it's his fault because he forced management to sign all these bad deals. Mm-hmm. You know, get me Kevin Love. No, man. Kevin Love made that team man. worse, and I think yeah. no defense. I was so glad that when the wars were rumored to they were gonna trade Thompson or Barnes and Lee, I was like, that's we can't have that. Like, yeah, was, Love is an amazing scorer, yeah. but like he's such a liability on the other end. I, I was actually one of the guys <laughs> who wanted Kevin Love. <laughs> I was like, dude, he's a stat stuffer, right? But then my like, I was like. Like the dude's amazing on the stat sheet, right? How how could it go wrong? But he's never but, been on a winning team, yeah, though. We, then we realize he's soft. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, could, like soft doesn't show on the stat sheet. No, right, no. Right. <laughs> no, I, mean, I think when he was with Minnesota, those players he had around him weren't bad. Like they were they were solid. Um, but he was, yeah. He just they, I don't think they had a winning season with him. No, they did. Yeah. Um, so I think he's more, I mean, you saw it, like, I mean, I, I have no idea if this had anything to do with it, but, like, you know, when Love was out with the concussion in Game 3, Cleveland destroyed us. I, I don't know if you could kind of equate no, that. No, that. that wasn't Love. That was our, our players, like, they, okay, they got yeah. hella comfortable. But <laughs> you, you just know that the first two games, though, yeah. Love was is just a liability. I mean, he's, he's, he's not a factor in, in any of these games. Um, and I think... Yeah, I think, and they trade Andrew Wiggins for him. I mean, Wiggins is he's good. I think he'll be a stud. Yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, I, I think the the way people kind of uh, misinterpret what Kevin Love is is they expect him to be physical and be a rebounder. As long as he's not in that role, I think he'll be fine. But then you need to you need to have other guys at the same time. You know, you need to have him and TT on the floor at the same mm-hmm. time. You know, one guy be like physical in the paint. Kevin Love can't do that. You know. No. Well, I, and I think even from an offensive standpoint, like he he's not being utilized correctly because it's like he's the third option. I mean, I think he should at least be the number two. At and, least. And, and on most teams, he'd be the number two. Some the number one, but I think Love was Love made the wrong decision by coming to Cleveland. Yeah, he had a chance to win a championship, but his his stats are just. They're not. They're not great. Also, also, let's not forget that the dude was a huge diva. Back coming in Minnesota. Into, co- coming into this Cleveland deal, you know, he was going to. I think he was going to hold out for the year, if he didn't get traded. Oh wow! Oh, from Minnesota. From Minnesota. Oh, I don't. Man, I don't he wasn't. He wasn't going to play out his last year in Minnesota. Yeah. So he was like, "Hey, give give uh like get me out of here, or I'm not going to play the year." Which was what? What is what is that? Right. Well, then I mean that's kind of that. That's why I don't. I don't even feel bad for him at all. Oh no, no, and I think that's what Cleveland is. I mean, Cleveland's kind of like the villains. I mean, wherever LeBron goes, that team's gonna be the villain of the NBA. And I think now you got Love. That's like kind of double, you know, double. Um, And that's the problem. I mean, you got three superstars who who want the ball, and that's. And the other two are never, you know, Kyrie and Love are never going to be happy there because LeBron's always going to be the guy. Um, that's why I think this whole three team, you know, three superstar thing, it, it's, it, it worked, twi- it worked what, twice in Miami, but I, I don't think most of the time it will work. Uh, also, I, I thought Ch- Chalmers, he was good in Miami. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of saved their ass a couple of times. And they had Ray Allen. Ray Allen played a huge role in that finals. Hey, made that clutch ass three. Right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, I still remember that. Oh man, my boy Kawhi just couldn't make uh, those oh, two free throws. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just you like, were in my house. Hey, I, I said that. it though, right? Yeah, I was like, yeah. hey, he's a San Diego State product. He's gonna miss one of them, and he yeah. did. And I was just like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> the rest no. is history. Oh, so yeah, they technically should have just won one. Yeah, technically. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you know, you got the Warriors who Curry's the superstar. And Thompson and Green are just—they just mesh well together. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't—I guess well, they both they, play defense. They are the big three technically, but it's not like you don't think of them as big three because I think the big three is like LeBron, Wade, 
and Bosch. They're not they're not three individual huge mega stars. Well, yeah. well I'm not saying Bosch was a mega star, but he was pretty good. He was, he was pretty good. good. He was, he was good. pretty good. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's like a at least an A minus, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think I think if Bosch was healthy this uh, this playoffs, I, I think they could have made a run at Cleveland. Yeah. If if, if Bosch if Bosch was healthy yeah. and they had Whiteside, they they would have demolished. Yeah. yeah. Like, no one's no one's getting through Whiteside. Oh yeah. yeah he's yeah. tough. He's, he's he's he would destroy Kevin Love. Kevin uh, Love way too soft. Oh yeah, Kevin Love. You but I think it, in a way it's good he was out because you know Cleveland cruised through the playoffs. They didn't they didn't have they just they weren't battle tested like like the Warriors mm-hmm. were. And I feel like okay if they beat Miami, they would have been ready for us. You know like okay yeah Miami's obviously is not as good. But just the fact that there was a challenge that they, you know, they they would be more ready for us, and not, and obviously the first two games really showed, like, oh my God, like we we overwhelmed the Cavs. You know, there was uh, that OKC series did us a a huge favor. Yeah, I think I think it got us to play a lot more physical, and mm-hmm. it the the main thing with the Warriors team was how do you how do you go against these long, young, athletic guys. Because I remember uh, the team that I watched them play that they lost their uh, their winning streak to, the Bucks. The length clearly bothered them. And right. you can see the same thing with the Thunder, you know? Mm-hmm. So how, how, do you, how do you do that, right? Like, I remember something that stood out to me was Thunder won in every other statistical category except for the three ball. Yeah. It's like, is that is that fair? I don't know. I, it's not that fair, but it is what it is. Right, you know, right. like all the other teams decided to like pass on like you know these players. Right, you could have traded up. You could have done something. Right, like they fell to us at these spots for a reason. You know. Right. Right. Um. So do you think do you think Cleveland will ever win a championship? Say if LeBron stays. And if you do, how do you think they would go about it? Because if they, even if we lost to the Thunder, which I think we deserve to, because oh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't even know how they did it. Mm-hmm. We deserve to lose that game because we were playing like trash that series. Yeah. Um. So if the Thunder came through and played Cleveland, they would steamroll. Like they wouldn't, they wouldn't have lost one game at all. I don't think they would. Westbrook's way too physical for Kyrie. Yeah. I no, I agree. I think. Well, I think Kyrie and Love are. are, are they're defensive are, liabilities. Yeah, well, they're, and they're, they're overrated. They're overrated. I, yeah, they're not I think, that good. They're not that yeah. good. I mean, I think Kyrie would be a second option at best on on any team. If he's the first, then that team's not going anywhere. And Love is the same way. Um, I, I think LeBron just has to. I don't know who could play with LeBron. I mean, it, it's really tough. He's not coachable. Dude, he's a coach. He's a coach he's killer. A coach, yeah. He's a coach he's killer. A, he's I mean, he's like, the front <laughs> office owner and everything. Yeah, I mean, he, he man, he's a general manager. I mean, it, it's like he's really pretty much Barry Bonds of the NBA. Yeah. Remember how, how much power Barry Bonds had over the Giants? Mm-hmm. It's the same. I think it's worse, actually. It's it a is, lot yeah. worse. Because he's going to walk out. He, he has a really like strong chance of walking out of Cleveland after creating that mess that he, he created himself. Yeah, he's leaving for sure. I just don't see him staying, and I know he can get a really big payout, but, you know, this guy wants rings. Well, he wants rings, but he wants it, like, his way, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't want the general manager to, like, you know, be be the one that builds it. He wants to be the hero yeah. of the story. Yeah, and I think that's stupid because it's like, you're not the expert, man. Like, you know, you, it, the GM got hired for a reason. Yeah. You know, now it's... But he'll never learn. He'll never learn. He's gonna keep doing what he's doing. I think. I think that's why he left Miami because I think he was demanding. I, I don't know. I, I might yeah, be him, wrong. Him and, him and Pat Riley. They they Because they, they mm. Riley wasn't gonna put up with that. But yeah. then Cleveland just bent over, and you know, I I understand. Like it's great to have your hometown hero come back home to to win. Uh, you know the 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 franchise's first. Uh, it's not. It's bond, never you know, happen. championship. Nope. But, and it's a great storyline, but it won't happen. Yeah, because he he's just not the guy. I, he he's not he can't do it by himself, but he can't be the one trying to build every aspect of mm-hmm. it. Cle- Cleveland needs something else besides sports first. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't depend on what well, I heard like what the Indians are doing good. They haven't won good. since 1954. Yeah, it's been a long they time. have like the fourth longest drought. The Browns are 
probably the worst embarrassment. I think they're the worst NFL franchise in the last ten years, right? I think so. They're probably down easily. There. I mean, who else? Jacksonville, maybe. Jacksonville, yeah. and the Raiders. But now they're well, now Raiders they're, are actually nah, they're they're kind of respectable. They're on the now, appetite. Yeah. yeah, they're they're scary. They're not respectable yet. They're only scary. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, Cleveland is just it, 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 you gotta feel bad for the fans over there because it's just like heartbreak after heartbreak and. You know, I think if I was a Cleveland fan, I'd be like, you know, I'm, I'm tired of LeBron because it's like, okay, he's not bringing us rings, he's, and there's a chance he might bolt. It's like, I'll burn my second jersey. Yeah, <laughs> burn my second I mean, jersey. He can't come back to Cleveland. He hey, he leaves and comes back again. <laughs> no, no, he's like the third time's a charm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, if he does that, it's like, God, this guy has no shame. He, he doesn't. Really does. I mean, I already know he does it, but he really and Cleveland has no pride. Mm-hmm. Like that, if he did that, I mean, once like, okay, if he did that with the Warriors, like he's okay, he, he couldn't win with us, and then he bolts for wherever. I honestly wouldn't want him back. Me neither. Because it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they embraced him. The fans, yeah. they just like welcome and, back. And I think that would happen here too. Well, the, you think so? I think so. Yeah. Okay. The issue, the issue with LeBron is the fans of Cleveland. They expect too much out of him. They think they think he's the best thing since Jordan. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't have a shot. He doesn't have a shot. Jordan That's, had a shot. The fans think he have a. He has a jump shot, but he doesn't. And he doesn't. You know, he's not Kobe because he's not that. He doesn't come through always in the fourth quarter. And he doesn't mm-hmm. have a shot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like the yeah. thing is, you can't. You can't have a guy who can't make jump shots kind of like resurrect your franchise or at least carry one to the championship. Mm-hmm. You know, you you need you need some shooters. Kyrie Kyrie's a shooter, and Kevin Love is a shooter. I guess that's the in theory that fixed the problem. But you need shooters, I guess, who aren't soft. You know? Yeah, the team just lacks a tough mentality. And when you see them play, it's just you know. I mean, I know they come from the East and all that, but it's just wow. You know, they don't really have that hunger to really like. You know, hunger to win. I mean, last year when they came out and played defense, you could tell they were playing their they were playing their butts off. You know, they were doing everything they could to win those games w- without, you know, Irving and yeah. Love. But Actually, this year they just they, look they like they're not even up. trying. They were a lot better last year. Yeah, yeah they're way better matched up. Cause... And LeBron's actually not taking a lot of shots either, which is weird. He took, like, what, 40 shots a game last year? It's like, dude, you got to do that again if you guys want a shot. Like, look at you guys. You know, I think it's also, he's just tired. I mean, how many finals has he been in a row? Six, six yeah. yeah. He's won one or two? Two. Two. Yeah, right, two. Yeah. But he's still two and four. That's pretty, that's not that good. Not, he's got to be two and five. Yeah, <laughs> two and five. I mean, that's not really something to be proud of. And I think because those two rings to me were like fabricated. It's like he 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 couldn't have done it without Wade and Bosch. No, not, he couldn't have. Him. Like, I think Kobe, you know, he had Shaq, you know, but and he had Gasol. Mm-hmm. And Bynum. Yeah. I mean, Bynum? Good, no, he had a good Bynum. That, that yeah. Bynum was dominant. He was Did cool. He was kind of soft, like, though. The, 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 guy, the guy had 30 rebounds in a game. Oh, he was good. Yeah. yeah. He had his, he had his he just, moments. He was big. Do you guys like his new hair color? Oh, did you uh, see yeah. that? <laughs> the gold or whatever. Like, I, don't, I don't know what he's thinking. Hey, did you hear about what happened at the game? How Usher was trying to um, give a, a high five to LeBron? And, you know, Usher is um, he's a part owner of Cleveland. But then, like, you know, LeBron blows him off, right? So then um, after the game, Usher's in, like, in the Dubs locker room partying with, like, Dubs gear on. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have no loyalty, you know? I didn't know Usher was a part owner. Yeah, I didn't know either. Wow. I just found out today. Who would be part owner of the Cavs, man? (laughs) Still money. I'd rather be, like... I'd rather be one that's like not valued much, like like the Brooklyn Nets, maybe. Oh yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. Like or the Milwaukee Bucks. It's mm-hmm. like okay, if that team like becomes really good. Like your invest, you're like oh, your the worth really... just goes up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I don't want to support the Bucks. Are gonna, Bucks are gonna be good. They have an yeah. interesting team. They, They'll be interesting. They do that. Um, um, Man, the West just stays tough. It just it doesn't get any easier. Well, that's why LeBron stays in the East because he knows he ain't going to the finals in mm-hmm. the West, man. I, and that's another thing. Yeah, like, it depends. I heard I heard a lot of rumors that Chris Paul might get traded for Kyrie. No, it might. It might. Oh, he's trying to do the big four. They had the big four because it was it was Carmelo, Wade, Paul, and LeBron. I'm like yeah. that team's gonna be like a, a 500 team at best. Yeah, I don't know about that in the yeah. East. I think the so. Yeah. The 500 team in the they're East. They're not that good. They're, they're, I mean, Paul, well, I think Paul, LeBron could carry a team to at least 30 wins by himself. Okay, but you have four really good players. Well, Carmelo's, de- Carmelo's he's not, declining. Yeah. And I don't think Paul's as good as he is. Any, 
He's. I think he's like at the end of his peak this yeah. year. But he's still gonna be really good. And Wade, Wade is Wade's old. Yeah, Wade yeah. is. Also, I mean, he's good though. Wade he's was still old, good. But he was good. He he played he, well this year. Yeah. But I think it's just ridiculous. It's like LeBron just has these, you know, ways to like. Oh, okay. This year, I'm, I want to team up with this guy. Yeah. Like, I think I think the best option is for him to go to Miami realistically because they're actually they're physical and they have scored. They have big guys. You know, they yeah. have uh, big physical guys. I actually, really like Justice Winslow. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. They're new guy. Rookie, really good. So if you're, I mean, we it's kind of an obvious answer, but like if if you're a Cleveland fan. And after this, you know, after if they lose tomorrow, how would you feel if he actually bolted for a second time? I mean, it, it, I, it could, I could imagine it'd just be so crushing. Like, like, like Brian said, he's like the face of Cleveland. He's like the new hope, mm-hmm. and he's he's betrayed him two times now. Well, at least not this one, time, but this time twice. Works. This time not one, worse. not two. <laughs> this time is way worse because he created this situation that they can't fix. Now they're stuck with these horrible contracts. Um, Kyrie's not a franchise player because he never once led the team to a playoffs by himself. Mm-mm. If you remember him running over to Miami, Wade did it himself. Uh, before LeBron, Wade carried his team of trash players to the playoffs multiple times. I mean, granted, he couldn't exit the first round, or like I think maybe once he did. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I remember he didn't get very deep into it. But at least he was the kind of franchise guy who could who could carry his team. Yeah, he still got him there, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, LeBron doesn't make anyone better around him. I mean, for the most part, they're probably worse. Uh, I mean, I guess because he's the number one option, but it's like with Jordan, it's like everyone was good. Well, I feel like he had really good role players, though. Oh, like, he did. I mean, look at look at LeBron's team. It's just you know they're not a good defensive team. I mean, look at these guys. Like they're too slow. They're not they're not long, and you know they just don't have that defensive intensity you need out of a team to right. to make a championship. And and I, I think that's his biggest issue. He just needs to build. Have better players around him that are like hard workers. Well, I mean, it's not just. I mean, yeah, the superstars is not necessarily, or it obviously doesn't guarantee you a, a ring. Mm-hmm. You know, you the role players are, especially come playoff time. It, it's it's vital. It's always it a no. It's always a, a nobody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, dude. Agreed. So, I guess. Do you guys want to wrap up our NBA talk over there? Or do you, do you want to like talk a little bit more? Well, I just got one thing to say. I know the refereeing's being, you know, been very being complained about a lot. But, you know, I mean, with the whole Steven Adams and the Draymond Green thing, I mean, you know, the, it's, it's just showing the, how the refs are making bad calls, you know. I mean, come on. He got all ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know... Um, I agree, Draymond, he should have been suspended, like, a game in the playoffs. Like, this like this year in the playoffs. At least a game, right? Oh, definitely. I think um, at least one, yeah. But honestly, it's so weird because you hear all these old-time players complaining about, oh, you know, basketball back in our day used to be so physical <laughs> and, like, people used to do this and that. I think Draymond's that guy, you know. Uh, watch, if you go on the internet... To watch Bruce Bowen, you know. Yeah. Kind of, he's like he's way worse. The little like little step under the players, like oh you know now your ankle's done. But I, I think the difference between Bowen and and Draymond is, Draymond is a lot more controversial. Not controversial. He's just more like he's very passionate. That's what it is. I mean, Bowen was more of a low key yeah, guy. Yeah, he's just dirty. dirty. <laughs> yeah, he played dirty. Yeah, yeah he, he's like. Well, so he's, he's kind of in the mold of like these people who are overly physical, get overly emotional. You know, Artest, Bowen, back then, what was it Rodman? Rodman. Rodman. Yeah. Like these, this kind of mold of a player. And he had to be to, like, honestly, he has to be like that to survive. Because if he didn't have that in him, he, he would, like, all the scouts would be right about him. That he can't survive in the NBA. Yeah, he's like undersized and like can't score enough. Yeah, so he, he has to have that. And I mean, it, it works. So, I mean, I, I love the guy. That's the only Warriors jersey that I have, actually, Draymond Green. But that's that's because that's, that's from last year, you know, when he replaced David Lee, because David Lee was playing so sorry. <laughs> yeah, he was. 
But uh, no, I, but I mean, again, just going back, like you know what David Lee did. You know, he accepted his bench role, and we won probably because of that. And he didn't make yeah. a, he didn't complain or gripe. Yeah. Like I think a lot of other teams, if that happened, like that, it would have that player wouldn't be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, we just have such a great, you know, great core guys, and yeah. I mean, this is like the perfect team. Yeah. You know? And as far as the refing goes, like especially. I, I honestly thought the off-ball treatment of Steph Curry was a little was a little intense. If you watch starting from the OKC series, mm-hmm. they basically mauled him. Oh yeah, every time he tries yeah. to move around. Yeah, it was really physical. Same same for LeBron. So people who say Steph Curry's not physical, he's he's pretty physical. Yeah, you know he he could, he could take a lot of punishment and still perform at a pretty high level. I'm glad, I'm glad mm-hmm. he was jawing at LeBron. Like he's not taking anything from yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, LeBron's yeah. just frustrated yesterday. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. salty. You know, he's, he's already packing his bags. He got the Michael <laughs> Jordan know? face already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. I guess, like, do, you, I, do you guys want to wrap up our NBA talk or, like, right now? Do you yeah. guys want to talk about other things in the NBA? or? You wanna... No, I mean, I, I think the Dubs got it. You know, it's, it's 3-1, and I just don't see them winning three in a row. Yeah, Cle- Cleveland was in trouble from the start. I think, like I said, OKC... We knew after that series, like, we pretty much going to win the finals. I mean, mm-hmm. that was the finals for us, the OKC series. So, yeah, I think it's five. And, I'm, you know, I think LeBron LeBron might have played his last game in Cleveland. Yeah, for sure. For sure he did. So, on another note, the Sharks are in the Stanley Cup. You want? Do we want to give a quick shout-out? <laughs> uh you know hey well you know i i will easily admit i'm a bandwagon yeah. fan i mean i don't really know much about hockey but hey you know if they can come back apparently nobody's come back from a 3-1 deficit since 1942 mm-hmm. which is like one of the that was like world war ii right yeah yeah so cool. nobody's been come back from a 3-1 series in uh in, in the stanley cup and hey you know that'd be cool if they did it i mean yeah. I'd, be, I'd be happy i agree <laughs> I, I, I when i went down to college uh, in San Jose, it, Sharks were everything to, to these fans. And I actually got into it for a little bit, and then they just kept breaking my heart every year. And then I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Because like, I'm, I'm not a big hockey fan either, so it's like I, I, I could care less. But it's, uh, it, it's great to see that, you know, these guys have, you know, it's been 20, you know, 25 years. They made it to their first Stanley Cup. At least they won a game. Um, I, it looks like Pittsburgh's just just a better team um but you know it, regardless of what happens it, it, it's been a magical season i mean I, you gotta just tip your cap you know hat off to them mm-hmm. it's, uh you know really happy for them but and again i but i actually don't care if they win either it's just like it doesn't it, it's just hard to get emotionally attached to them yeah. but uh well yeah we hope we hope they can't you know make history and uh Go Sharks. <laughs> okay, so I guess back to resuming our Niners talk. So I assume we've all watched the mini camp. Is it mini camp or is it OTAs mini camp, right now? Yeah. Mini camp. The mini camp interview of Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, so how do you guys feel about that? Well, you know, like... I mean, I know, like, talk is cheap and, you know, but he uh, he had a pretty good interview, in my opinion. He, you know, he was being very positive and, like, kind of, like, looking forward to, like, sticking, like, you know, sticking to the team and expecting to stay. It, it looks like he's going to stay, and I don't think he's going to get traded because he didn't want to talk about it at all. But, I mean, hey, it's Cap. We, we know he's, like, kind of a Alex Smith, but with more explosive plays with him, but maybe less on the on the cerebral part, but... I think uh, I think he's got a shot, you know, just see what he can do. And, and if he wins a starting job, like, I'll live with it. I'll be happy. I'm excited to see it, you know. It's like, hey, you never know, right? It's just our schedule looks manageable. I know it's the toughest schedule in the league, but, you know, that's because we got to play the Seahawks and the Cardinals twice. And then we're playing the Rams, too. It's got golf coming with the new stadium. So, but I, I don't know about golf, though. I don't yeah, know. I think he's I a know. bust. I, <laughs> he's a bust. <laughs> I mean, you just you know, St. Louis needed a name that wasn't was it Casey Folsom, Folsom or whatever the third. It was the Case first, Keenum. Keenum. Is it Keenum? Case yeah. Keenum. So like you know, you're going to L. A. Glitz and glamour, and then you have Keenan as your starting quarterback. I mean, that was that's not. 
that's not LA there. I mean, yeah. you know, golf is definitely just more of a to me is a marketing ploy. Yeah, I mean, second round, second was he second pick or first pick? First, first pick. Yeah, first, first pick. You know, first first pick yeah. overall. So it's like you know, it starts the stadium off with the. Yeah, of I mean, it makes sense. Like new new city, new quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a receiver though. And last I remembered, he doesn't. His tight end was a bust. He's got Gurley to re- rely on though. Yeah, Gurley's a warrior. Oh yeah, so, well, that yeah. guy's gonna be a little. I guess, I guess going back to Cap, though, I, I, I'm I a little, re, you know, hesitant with him because, I, of course, a publicist is going to tell him, hey, just be positive, you know. Mm-hmm. That guy, the, you know, what happened to him last year, that, that's hard to, like, forget, you know, like, he, he got benched. And, you know, he was very adamant in, in uh, you know, leaving San Francisco. And he just wouldn't take a pay cut. That's why he couldn't get traded, yeah. you know. It wasn't like, oh, I wanted to – I'm staying – because of the goodness of my heart, I'm just a greedy. I'm just a greedy player. That's that's how that's how I look at you, it. Like, you, could, you could tell, like yeah. in the interview, he, you could tell he's still resentful about the front office. He's extremely resentful. He doesn't like. I'm glad that he embraces his new coaches. I actually thought having what's his name Jeep Jeep Christ, Jeep like, is Christ. Yeah, yeah, he he was he was the biggest problem, and he stuck after Harbaugh, which is like, what, what the fuck, guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we couldn't get another guy. Like yeah. we already saw what this guy does. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And and like I, this guy was a problem. We were actually like kicking everyone out except for the problem. Right. You're absolutely right. But I and I also think that you know I understand not going to the Jets. I mean, I, I think that that organization is is just as dysfunctional as as we are. Mm-hmm. But going the Broncos one, I was surprised. I was thought, okay, that team that team is good. Like, why wouldn't you want to play? They beat the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you want to play for a winning team? You have mm-hmm. you have all these offensive weapons. You have an amazing defense. Like, just because you won't take a, a, a pay cut, so like that's the type of player he is. That's the type of person he is. And I, you know, I, I don't think. Uh, He's not gonna be one of those players like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pay cut so you could sign a you know sign players I could so we could build a winning team. He's mm-hmm. not gonna be like that. Yeah. And most players aren't granted, but I think just that really showed that he's that type of guy that all he all he's doing it for is the money. Yeah. Well, well, in defense of Cap, I'm just gonna say that I think I could understand his logic because if we remember correctly, his contract initially was supposed to be in the mold of I'm a franchise player but I'm taking this team friendly contract so I guess he already assumed that his contract was team friendly which is why he was like hey my contract's already team friendly why do you want me to take another pay cut when I already assumed to have taken a pay cut when I signed this deal which is like I mean they wanted him to Broncos wanted him 7.5 mm-hmm or eight million a year. Pretty much half a pay cut. Like take half up. Was that he due? Was he due for fifteen? Yeah, I think yeah, so. That sounds like, or fourteen, I mean, fifteen. That, that, yeah. that is a lot. That's, that's a that lot of money. Lot. I don't. I don't. I don't mind him staying on our team. And I'm. I'm. He seems like he did embrace the coaches though. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Like you do have that in the back of your mind mm-hmm. that he wasn't. It. It is a little bit about the money. Yeah. I mean, it's we just gotta win, you know, and then everybody will forget all that stuff like tomorrow. That's right. just how it works in the league. And but, what do you guys think about um, the? I mean, the upcoming QB competition. Do you think Albert's just gonna kind of pull it out, or no or way. maybe like Cap's just gonna come back, you know, fit and maybe, um, you know, and he's also got the whole like. Um, what is it? The the contact lenses and the visor thing going now. I don't know. If <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, no, it doesn't help. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we had remember Kaepernick trained with Kurt Warner over the off season, I, and I'm not gonna blame it on Warner. I mean, no, it's no. not. It's not him. But he, all these new things he's doing, this new thing in the off season, like we need a fucking line. <laughs> I mean, that, that's 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 what that's the key. But even before the the offensive line was, I mean, Cap Cap was digressing. I mean, it wasn't a. He, I don't know what happened. I mean, he went. I mean, it was amazing what he did his, his first two. Well, the half season and then the first full season. Like he was amazing, but something happened, and I guess that's why. Like I understand where you're coming from, Brian. I, I agree with you. It is definitely a team friendly contract, but like you could see why the Broncos wanted him to take a pay cut because he hasn't proven himself in the last couple of hmm. seasons. He got benched for Blaine Gabbard. I mean, well, that's, I mean, honestly, if you look at 
the last season you're right he didn't he definitely didn't meet expectations uh but at the same time expectations were extremely high we kind of wanted this guy who would be four thousand you know like after training for like training with kurt warner mm-hmm. we wanted a guy who would pass for four thousand yards probably like 25 touchdowns at least yeah he, he was not that but i think he could be serviceable he played good games against the giants his first game was pretty good and he played a good game against the steelers um even though our defense got destroyed mm-hmm. I, I thought that he was somewhat serviceable later on it seemed like he i don't know what it was it pretty was sure he was injured it was a green bay game i mean injury aside something happened in the green bay game where the guy was just like the guy looked destroyed yeah yeah no, I, I think he started seeing ghosts right mm-hmm. right no and uh but i think I, if I was the Niners, I'd just tell Chip Kelly, you got you have to start Kaepernick. I mean, this is like all this drama around him, and it's like if Gabbard wins, it's like how I would think. how would Kaepernick recover from that? Like, it's just like okay, you you benched me last year, and then I, mean, I understand if he if he has a dismal dismal um, training camp mm-hmm. or you know preseason whatever, then you have no choice. Yeah, like, he just he's not the guy. But you know if it's a pretty pretty even competition i mean you have to give it to kaepernick you know like that's that's how i feel because he has more he has more a lot more upside than gabbard gabbard's just gonna kind of keep the niners barely above water yeah kaepernick could get us out of that water yeah you know or drown us it's high 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 risk high reward well gabbard could drown us too you know like let's let's not like let's not forget uh jacksonville right (laughs) yeah Yeah. Well, you know, when you look at the stat comparisons of, uh, you know, both guys ended up playing eight games last year, and they pretty much had the exact same stats. But the thing is, I would say the difference in the end was that um, Gabbard had a way better line. You know, it was actually like kind of, you know, we actually had like a decent line towards the end of the year because we had a, you know, that big guy, Trent Brown. And then, you know, I think we moved Parrots to the guard position, so that way we didn't use, you know, Turnstile Martin no more. And, uh, <laughs> and then I think we got... Was that was that? I think we had Kilgore back last year at the center spot right, instead right. of Marcus Martin. He was terrible because they're just saying he's he's still too young. He just needs to get bigger, and uh, yeah, I mean that's that's why I feel like Cap's probably the better choice in my opinion. Well, and I think we kind of scrutinize Cap more because it's like okay, we expect a lot more from him and Gabbard's like I didn't expect anything, mm-hmm. and I, and obviously they they had the same like you said the same stat line or pretty much the same. But you just, for me, it's just like you didn't hear, obviously, you didn't hear much criticism of Gabbard because it's like. Yeah, nobody expected anything. Exactly. Also, I want to point out that Gabbard played in more of a dink and dunk style, a lot more shorter passes Mm -hmm. than Cap did. I know, um, even though they they did have similar stats, I, I do think that Kaepernick did that with expectations of big plays. Versus Gabernick playing extremely conservative, mm-hmm. so I would give the upper hand to Cap in that situation. Um, I think also think that for Gabbert, I don't I don't think he has the same arm, and I think that arm counts for something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, let's see. Well, you know, when you look, well, you want to talk about the O line? Yeah, yeah, we could talk yeah. about the O line. Well, you know, I really, I'm looking really forward to our O line for once this year. I mean, I know we've been having some issues. Um, you know, we're gonna have the third biggest O line in the league with Garnett probably starting at the left guard. I'm guessing, um, and then you know, Beatles. We obviously have to play him. We didn't give him a contract to sit on the bench. You know, so he's gonna play the right guard position, I guess. And I know, like, they're putting Pears in uh, as a starter <laughs> for the right tackle position, but uh, that's not going to happen. We saw what happened last year. And, you know, he's just, if you want to be a right, right tackle in the league, you got to be able to, like, smash some people. And he's just not that guy. You well, know? what about Trent Brown? Well, they're saying he's out of shape, but, I mean, I think <laughs> a lot of people are out of shape under Chip Kelly's offense and, and their practice style. So I think yeah. he'll be in shape by training camp and, you know, go through a little preseason, get, like, get him, let him build some chemistry. And, you know, I think. Yeah, I think our line's going to be pretty big and, like, strong. We're going to run the ball a lot. <laughs> Dude, do, do you know what we should do? Next episode, we should do kind of a rundown of each position coach and their experiences. You want, do, you want, do you think that would be a good idea? Like, just give a preview of what each 
coach brings to the table. Because I remember last season, our coaches were kind of trash. Well, we kind of yeah. knew that. Yeah, yeah, we well, knew. <laughs> well, I mean, I think uh, one thing that is a sign for me that Cap will do well is that he has a new quarterbacks coach and a new offensive coordinator. But I don't, I don't know too much. I haven't have. I haven't had time to do too much homework on them. I know the offensive coordinator, well, he was the running backs coach of the Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's, he's into the, the power style running, so that's uh, something that's missing from the Chip Kelly offense. So, like, they're saying they're going to put him up there so, like, they can install who, that kind of stuff. What did we get from the Browns? Was it our DC? Their DC, O'Neal. And their defense was like 29th last year, so I mean, I'm a little shaky on that. But you know, the, I mean, the players are embracing it. You know, Bowman's is really leading the, the the defensive crew and just saying like, you know what? Like, if you're gonna complain about how fast we play, or if I gotta play more defense, then you know you shouldn't be a professional. And you know, he's right. It's just like, well, you know, this is our style. You yeah. gotta live with get it. Your, get your stats stuff, man. Yeah. Get your so stats you're getting stuff. millions of dollars yeah. to play. Like, get, get, get out some, there. Yeah, get some extra tackles. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he led the league in tackles, you know, and, you know, he actually, uh, in his interview, it was really funny, he, um, you know, how the, he was told, he was like, well, you know, you were picked 61st best player, in the, you know, but then he's just like, well, I never got a ballot, and, you know, nobody on the team got a ballot either, so, you know, he's he's, he's kind of taking it with a chip on his shoulder, saying he's the 61st no, best player. I, I think Bowen is going to probably, he's going to be a stud. He's going to be a beast. Yeah, I think we, we have nothing to worry about from him. Um, yeah. But the Buckner's the one I'm like, Really excited about. I mean, yeah, our D line. Yeah. You you can yeah. tell with our D line, it's gonna be kind of like, uh, you know, they were doing it in Philly and they were just rotating all these D line guys for like situations. Dude, I love and I love our depth. Like, we have a lot of depth yeah. in the yeah. D line this year. We got we got Dial, Buckner, Armstead, and then hopefully Williams and uh, Purcell. Well, hopefully Williams comes back and Glenn Dorsey should you know be back. T- too. Tony Gerard Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember it, like he had a he had a pick before, right? Yeah, yeah, he had the pick. I, I, I respect linemen who could get picks oh, and run yeah. it down. <laughs> that was a nice no, pick. No, I think another defensive guy I'm, I'm really looking forward to is Aaron Lynch. I mean, that guy, I, he didn't have the season I thought he would last year, but, you know, it sounds like, uh, I don't know, I just have this gut feeling like he's going to be have be very impactful on that mm-hmm. defense. I think Eric Reed will, too. I think he had, a, yeah. he had an off season. He I did. actually thought, I thought Mangini was a horrible off- like defensive oh, coordinator. Yeah, yeah. I, like, as much as people said, oh, he's actually kind of smart, give him a chance. He, I, I don't know. He, did, he didn't really show me anything to be excited about. Like, the players looked lost. I think um, Eric Reed especially regressed in his system. He looked really I, bad. Like, that, honestly, it makes me doubt how good he will be this year, Eric Reed. You know, kind of makes me miss Deshaun Goldson a little oh, bit. Oh man, because you know, you know, like under any system, I, I kind of wish we kept him because in our system he was he was kind of like our Cam Chancellor, but he he like he wasn't as big, mm-hmm. but he definitely has the big hits that could kind of change Oof. the game. Remember that one on Cadillac Williams? Oh, <laughs> yeah. man, yeah. He, he smoked him out. Yeah, so I think. Um, one guy to really watch is Eric Reed. Um, also, you know, Jaquaski Tart. Thought he played okay for a rookie. Mm-hmm. You know, he had some plays. Um, I think that, I don't know, I think that we'll be a DB group as well. Like, we'll be very deep in our defensive backs. Jimmy Ward, he, he made some plays. He played pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure what we're going to do with Antoine Bethay. I think he's going to be starting. They're they're saying that he's leading like he's men, he's like the mentor of the group, and you know, and they saying the safety group's probably the deepest group of our defense, and and they're the most ahead too at the same time. And they're saying the defense is really simple. It's not like the man the mangina stuff, which was like really rough. <laughs> yeah. And they, you know, I mean, dude, look, they look so lost at times last year. It's just you know, like I feel like a college team could have thrown touchdowns on these guys, you know. And uh, but this year they're saying it's a lot easier to run, and like it's just. You know, basically, like, everybody's going to be on the same page, not like last time. It was really rough. Yeah, dude. But one thing I, I thought was really concerning for me was our tight end group. I think oh, I think that would yeah, be one of our weakest was... groups. Beside our line, I think it's tight end. Like, I, I know we have some guys who could block. Well, we got Bruce Miller now. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have Bruce Miller. You know, like, I think... I'm I'm not a guy who's too excited about blocking tight ends because mm-hmm. I think you could, you could find it anywhere in the draft, right. in, in my opinion. Uh, guys who could really change 
the game and how offenses are played are guys who could catch the ball, tight ends who could catch the ball. Uh, you know, the Jimmy Grahams, the Gronkowskis. I, I, I wish I really wish we had a guy like that because I think I honestly think if any of our quarterbacks had a guy like that, they, they would instantly be like, I don't know, like 700 yards better. Should have kept Delaney Walker. I know. That was such a bad. That was the next guy. Oh, man. That was bad. So, yeah, now we have Vance McDonald. I'm super down on him. I don't think he's even going to start. I think think he has a very – there's a chance he's going to get dropped, I think. I mean, we got Selick and Bruce Miller. And who's our third tight end? Blake Bell. Blake Bell, yeah, and they're saying he's like kind of already on the up and rising, so he might be, you know, the third yeah, or fourth I mean, guy. Yeah, McDonald has hasn't given us a reason for him to stick around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like none of these guys are like burners, though. I, I want I want a burner. I think oh. Vance Vance McDonald he has a speed, but what what good is speed if you can't even catch the ball when they throw it to you? you yeah, know? like you you could be a decoy, but it's just like, dude, just don't cover that guy. <laughs> don't cover <laughs> that guy. Gonna he's gonna drop him. it. <laughs> yeah, really. You know what? You know what I really think um, our offense is gonna be pre- uh, uh, predicated on is uh, our three four guy, our three four wide receivers. Because you know, Torrey Smith's always gonna be the number one, and whoever's gonna be the number two is gonna be number two. But we're gonna run a lot of three and four wide receiver sets, and you know, we really gotta make sure like one of these guys are gonna be, you know, kind of like dynamic. And you know, I think Ellington has a really good shot to play the slot and. Uh, you know, get all those yak yards because the way this offense works is just kind of, you know, let let everybody else, like, you know, do the work and the quarterback just distributes the ball. So I think, uh, I don't know, yeah, it's just, it's really going to come down to the three, four guys because, you know, Torrey Smith's going to be Torrey Smith and whoever's number two is going to be the two. But, you know, so like, who's, if, who do you think will be number two? It could be maybe Rodgers, maybe Patton. I don't really like Patton, though. I mean, uh, Pat, Patton's like, to me, it's like a fourth. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seems like for me, too. Um, but I really think Ellington's going to be, like, very important this year. And uh, Dude, I hope so. They, they, they've been hyping him up for the longest time. And it's, it's the same as McDonald. Same, all hype, all hype. But when it comes yep. to the game, I don't know. He just keeps getting hurt, you know. Every yeah. time we have a chance to see him, it's just, it's just, oh, something comes up again. It's like, oh. we, yeah. We also need a, a, a good uh, kick or punt returner. Like, who's, who's our yeah. guy? Now? I think it's gonna be Ellington again. And he did. See, he was cool. yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't like. I like. We need, we need a guy who could be at least, at least produce like a touchdown a year or two. We touchdowns haven't had one since C.J. Wilson, a kickoff punt, ret- a kickoff uh, touchdown return. Maybe, oh we, no, no, yeah, yeah. Well, we're not gonna find a Ted Ginn, but we need. <laughs> We need something that's at least you know, other spe- the the defense is special teams like they gotta be at least scared of it. And I don't think we have that. Yeah, yeah. I I know we have um, this receiver DeAndre Smelter. Yeah. Oh, Smelter. He's the he's the bulky project. I don't I don't know though. The ACL I don't know. project. He, yeah, he's a he's an ACL guy. So he's never he's never been hit on an NFL level. So we don't know. And in my opinion, Torrey Smith, he's a number two. We like to put him to our number one guy, and we don't even know our number two. I actually think our our all of our receiving options, it, it's not that promising. Starting from tight end and wide wide receiver out, um, I think I think one like the one thing that was kind of like to me, it seems like our offensive coordinator, the the guy who used to coach the Lions running backs. One thing you did notice is their their running backs do have a lot of receptions. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll see a lot more receptions for our running backs. That's to be seen though. Kelvin Taylor. That's that's your guy, right? That's my guy, yeah. Kelvin Taylor. And you know, uh, Hyde was talking about him today, and you know, it looks like they're pretty good friends. I th- I think he's gonna make the team. You know, mm-hmm. I I would say, I mean, who was who's gonna be our backup for for Hyde? Because um, Hyde's obviously number one, but who's gonna back him up? Last, uh, Vaughn. Oh, is it drawn or whatever? Drawn, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what about Mike Davis? He, uh, he, looked, he looked okay. Pretty bad last year. He was almost like one of those guys that had a negative yardage after like a certain amount of carries, and then he barely surpassed it. But uh, I think Taylor should be the number three guy because like I know he can catch the ball too. I know Drone can catch the ball, and I know Hyde can too. Right. So I. Th- but and uh, because uh, they're saying like under this offense, what it's gonna look like, it's gonna 
it's kind of like the what Cap went through with the pistol, but way more detailed and complicated. But it's like the foundations are pretty mm. similar. So, I mean, if Cap gets to be on this thing, I think he's gonna run a lot, and that's what we wanted last year. We're yeah. just like, well, if we want to well, win, he gotta run. I don't know. I, I don't know about him running that much because I don't want him to get hit a lot. You know, mm. maybe maybe if he learns how to slide, that'll be that'll be okay, right? Yeah. Um, because he he just came off a lot of surgeries. Yeah, we, we, we kind of know, like, the injuries do come from him getting hit so much. So that that's one of the things. So do you guys think that the competition will go out throughout the preseason games? Do you think we'll see, like, a battle there? Oh, yeah. It, it has to. I mean, you, so you don't, think, you don't think they'll declare it before the first preseason game? I don't think so. And I, I think it's just whoever's winning in training camp to who gets to get the first, first go at it. But, you know, games one and two and – Three is actually going to be pretty important for us. Game four probably won't mean much, but you know, we we got to know who it is and uh, when we start. We're playing the. Uh, I think we're going to open with the Rams Monday Night Football at home. Oh, is that right? Oh yeah, for regular season. For regular right? season, okay. yeah. Do you know who our first preseason is? Oh, let me look it up right now. Oh, the two, okay, that's two thousand fifteen. Oh yeah. Texans. So our first, our first preseason is the Texans, and that that kind of reminds me. The one thing I'm really scared about about quarterback competitions is, I mean, when's when's the last time you saw a promising team come out of quarterback competitions? You know, we just we just saw the Texans last year with their thing. Um, the two guys, uh, Brian Hoyer and Ryan Mallett, that competition. It, it went. It, it turned out to be a disaster. Both guys sucked. That, <laughs> yeah, was, that was my. That was my biggest fear. Ryan Malik. God. <laughs> oh man. That guy. That guy just. He's. He was a sore loser. He was. Yeah. Wait. What are we talking about? The Texans. No. The, the, the competition yeah. and like where our first preseason game is going to be against the Texans. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They didn't. They just get a uh, that guy from the Bron- the Broncos. Oz. Osweiler. Osweiler. Yeah, yeah, they just got him. See that that was like that was a bad move as well because he's he's super unproven. But he has he has Hopkins, which I guess kind of like it helps yeah, a good. lot. You know. But I but I think the difference between the Mal and Hoyer. I mean, like you just knew they sucked like from the get go. Like they they didn't have the same upside that Kaepernick has. You know, like so I think I understand your concern. I I, I totally agree. But I think it I think it's not gonna be as bad as what happened to the Texans. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, uh, you know, Kelly, I mean, it's like we talked about before. Kelly didn't have a quarterback that could run, have a good arm. and like, Basically, he didn't have a quarterback with all the physical abilities. And now he's got all these like, super explosive guys. And, you know, do they have the mental abilities? Yeah, well, that's, that's what we're worried about now. Do they have the cerebral parts? You know, Because I know Gabbard's probably, you know, he's like a, you know, a not as good cap in terms of physical abilities, right, but right. maybe he's more cerebral. But it looks like he kind of lacks that, like you know, home run mentality where it's just like let's throw it deep and get a touchdown. You know? Yeah. So one thing I do want to bring up about the Texans is um, whoever starts that game, you know that they're gonna play very potent offense defensive line. So do you think? Do you think that would kind of play in favor of who gets to be the? Like you know who ends up winning because we all know whoever whichever guy comes out in the first quarter, and our offensive line decides to play like shit, the, the quarterback's <laughs> gonna do horrible. Mm-hmm. Where, like whether it be Cap or Gabbert, um, they're going up against JJ Watt. Uh, who who else? Like uh, the defensive ends. They're, Clowney. They're, yeah, Clowney and this other guy, Merciless. Whitney oh, yeah. Merciless. They're really they're really really good. And mm-hmm. you know my thing is. Are we are we gonna send them both against that group? I don't know, right? But I think that has that has to play a factor in how the quarterback comp- like is our are our guys gonna see ghosts again? Are they are they gonna do well under pressure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't. I'm not trying to be a homer, but you know, I I really think that what's gonna happen this year. I mean, it's a little contro. Well, it is controversial, pretty much. But I think we're gonna get a lot of calls this year. There's just too much money in the Bay Area right now, and I don't feel like it's a coincidence that suddenly, all of a sudden, all our teams have been winning. And, you know, it's been an upward trend since the Giants started winning in 2010. And, you know, I, 
Hey, man, we need some calls. Look at our team. We're just not really... We don't have enough blue-chip talent, you know? We got to get some calls to, like, try to get... You know, maybe sneak into the playoffs, luckily. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, just to wrap it up, 449 Podcast. Have a good week or month. See you soon. (laughs) Season's coming up. See you soon, yeah. Yeah. See you guys soon.